0: This is your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. Public speaking has changed a lot in the last year. We've traded out crowds and podiums and remembering to bring the right cord for talking to screens and crappy headphones and pajama pants. Some things, like the pajama pants, are an improvement for sure. And sometimes Bob and I have to remind ourselves of the other positives when we're talking not in front of a crowd. Zoom backgrounds have almost become a little bit like Instagram, right? Like you're living your best life in your Zoom background. Yeah, yeah. And so I was wondering if I had a Zoom background that I really liked, that I curated, would that make me more ambitious in finding jobs that required me to do like speaking engagements. Or I just did uh, a talk about podcasting for the South Jersey writers group. They reached out to me. Oh, that's cool. Um, Good for you. But I'm like, I wonder if I had a good background if I did, if I would do more. (laughs) Like maybe in a haircut, but also a good background. (laughs) I do think
1: when you wrap yourself in a certain environment, it does bring a certain level of confidence. And we did uh, a gig for a group uh, in North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. And the folks at Think Creative created these really cool, colorful backgrounds that for the first time in a Zoom environment, I'm like, I feel like I look cool against this. I actually got a green screen to be able to make it look even cooler. Oh yeah, uh, and it worked really well. And so I do think there's something to it. There's something to just basically spiffing yourself up a little bit that gives you the confidence to go out there and do some different stuff. Uh, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I have a keynote coming up pretty soon uh, uh, in March. I'm actually following <laughs> following my son as a keynote speaker at this school. My son graduated from Crooms Academy. Oh, it's like maybe 10 years ago now, 10 years ago. Uh, And he was the uh, valedictorian of the school. And we were nervous just because Sam wasn't extraordinarily um, public. You know, he wasn't, so for him to give a very public speech in front of all of his
0: peers. 10 years ago. Yeah,
1: it Yeah. it was a little nerve wracking. And the school required him to... Uh, submit his speech for them in advance which enraged me I was just like are you kidding me this kid does all this work to become the best student in this school and you don't trust him enough to write the speech and I understand there are wild cards out there but he wrote a great speech and the essence of his speech was uh, I hope you don't listen to me when I offer this speech I hope you choose your own path Nice. I, you know, it was like that kind of essence. So he did that speech the last time I was with that school. And I was a big volunteer and chaperone uh, with the school and was mentored kids in that program and did some fun stuff at that school. And Kathy Alper, who's the administrator at that school, 10 years has not let go of me has maintained contact through Facebook and other means to say how are you doing asking me if I want to come in and do teach-ins and you know Uh stuff like that and so uh, she asked me last year a year ago in advance will you be our keynote speaker for Tech Day at Okay, and I said yes so, uh, later on today, I'm going to do a tech check with the good folks at Crooms Academy in Sanford, and uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to rock the socks off of a few hundred uh, Crooms high schoolers and uh, and show them how to do the impossible.
0: But right after your son speaks. Well,
1: no, this is 10 years after my son spoke there.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, oh, For some reason I thought you were both
1: doing talks I wanted that I wanted him To come be a part of my yeah. talk Because my son is a software engineer For yeah. Blizzard right yeah. now and by the way It used to be with Vicarious Visions but they've Had a reorganization and their mother company Blizzard has now taken over So yeah. that's who's who owns uh, What Sam is doing and he's getting to Work on Guitar Hero The Tony Hawk series yeah. Ratchet And Clank uh, and And now he's um he's got a lot of experience in this stuff. And this is something I believe that these young people would really love to do. And so to have him there as an inspiration to say, Hey, I just want to introduce you to my son, Sam, who's doing a job that I think all of you would love to do. And the thing is, Sam laughs when I asked him if he would do it. And he's like, they have no idea what it take to do what I do. He goes, that's the, it seems like it's really a fun choice when you're there. And then you realize all the things you have to learn. And I'm like, this is the point, Sam. Let's teach them. Let's show them that that, that this is what it's going to take and give them a little, you know, knock on the shoulder to say, yeah, you can do this. So anyways, I won't be talking about Sam at all because he won't participate. So
0: actually I will. Nice. I like the idea of you and him both giving a talk because I feel like that's like this weird, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not competition. But it pushes you both to do a little bit oh, yeah. more. It pushes you both to be a little more into it because it's with you know a loved yeah. one like that. I think there, I think you're right. It kind of reminds me of um,
1: Mark Fried and his son Joseph. Uh, Joseph t- t- taught told a lot of people about what a great tennis player Mark was when he was younger. And Joseph's on the tennis team at Winter Park High School. And Joseph gets uh, Mark involved in a father son tennis match where they're, but they're on the same team playing doubles, Yep. but had to be that same feeling of both of them wanting to up their game, right. To be able to look good in the presence of the other or, and to help the other one to look good. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting challenge. I think that would be really cool. Actually. Interesting epilogue to my speaking engagement at Crooms Academy. It turned out to be an oddly uncomfortable experience for me because it was delivered in a webinar format that didn't allow me to see my audience or even myself. So I was talking to my computer and seeing only my slides. More than 400 students tuned into two presentations, and I had no clue if any of them were picking up what I was laying down. I soldiered through the experience, but it reminded me how much I love and value feedback from my audiences. Which brings me to you, dear listeners. Nick and I would love to know what you think of this podcast and what ideas you have for its future. Send us a note, drop us a line, let us know how we're doing and how you are. Thanks for listening.